Welcome. Welcome to uh, my seminar, which is The Art of the MD and Other Tales from the Trenches. Now, the reason I called it Other Tales from the Trenches is because I thought I might just talk about whatever, and that way you wouldn't feel like you got cheated. And my subtitle was, I'm not a doctor, ma'am. I'm just the MD. <laughs> yeah, they didn't put it in the book or anything. I was really let down by Sandra on that one. But um, my name's Trey, and um, I'm from Causeway Coast Vineyard, and um, I... Uh, um, oversee the, I'm the associate pastor, I'm the teaching pastor there, and I've been, uh, I'm, I'm the, currently the acting worship pastor, the op, as we say. And what I'm here to talk to you about today is about how to, how to um, what does an MD do, how does an MD work, and, and ways to become more effective at MDing. So, um, can we maybe, can we turn the lights on and turn, turn the lights off and turn the lights up? Would that work? Yeah. A little bit more classroomy and a little less, welcome tonight. To an appearance of Trey Shepard. Okay, that's awesome. Oh, that's so much better now. I can see your faces. Oh, look at you guys. You are here. <laughs> Up here, you just don't know. It's just like a mass of people, you know? Okay, so what we're going to do today is, and let me just make the rules for the seminar. <laughs> there are new rules. <laughs> but feel free to ask me questions, all right? Um, I, I do have, I mean, I can talk, well, I can talk the hind legs of a donkey, which I'm sure you figured out by now, but... The, I want to create space for you to ask questions about what you want to understand better or what you find confusing or what you, you, know, what, what you need to know. And I promise, I promise, if I don't know the answer, I'll tell you, okay? And other times, I'll just make up something, all right? <laughs> See fair? All right, well, let's just welcome um, the Lord here with us, and then let's jump into this. So, um, Jesus, we, we, we just love you. We don't really know what else to say sometimes, but we love you so. And we want to do all this stuff well, but... What we want most of all is to, um, to know you more and to help others see you better. And that's really at the foundation of everything we long for. So even today as we get quite technical, we just say again, the only reason that we care about this stuff is because of you. It's all for you. It always has been about you. It always will be about you. We love you. Amen. Okay, so first let me just talk about what an MD is. And um, maybe you've heard that term before. How many people in here, let me just get a show of hands. <laughs> I don't know why I got a whiteboard. Um, I asked for it, but I don't know why, because what I'll do is I'll just write two letters up there that won't make any sense later anyway. So, but it, partly it's just so that you know, those of us who are from an era where whiteboards were high technology. Um, in a few minutes, I'm going to get out the OHP and reel through my song list. <laughs> Who remembers those days? Yeah. yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I had a crazy story the other day about a guy who at their church, the guy had, had lost his finger in a woodworking accident, and he would, his hand would be on the overhead all the time, pushing the songs up, and they'd just be like, they'd be singing, and suddenly this hand would go, woo. <laughs> okay, I don't know what the point of that story was. All right, um, so and how many of you know what an MD is or are using an MD at your church or have some vague idea? Okay, well, the rest of you. Boy, I can't believe you showed up. <laughs> you didn't even know we're here. So an MD means musical director, okay? And the way that we, and for our purposes today, what we're talking about is, is a role that you play, um, usually in a worship team. Um, for me, I play it in terms of outside worship as well, just in mainstream music as well, in bands. And essentially what an MD does is you're there to bring together all the musical elements of whatever performance you're doing, okay? And if I use the word performance, please do not panic, Okay? All right. Um, one of my favorite worship leaders of all time is a woman named Catherine Scott. You guys may know Miss Catherine. Um, and what I love about Catherine is that Catherine is not just an extraordinary worship leader. She's an extraordinary performer. It's just that she ain't performing for me or you or anybody else. She's performing for Jesus. And we just get to share in it. And I love that, that she somehow caught that idea of being so good at this. But actually, she got good because she wanted him to think she, she was, he already thinks she's great. But she wanted to bring her best. Does that make sense? And so when we get into stuff like MD and technology and start looking at the technical aspects and arrangements and all that kind of stuff, the danger is that we all just start going, oh, we don't want to get too slick. And trust me, I don't like slick. Well, you guys just saw me lead worship. I clearly don't like slick, all right? I just like one key, and I'll make up the tempos as I go and change them halfway through the song four times. <laughs> but there's something about bringing our very, 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 very best, isn't there? Something about actually going, you're worth it. Something where we divest ourselves of our egos enough. 
that we don't really care what people think, but we desperately still want to bring our gold, our absolute gold to Jesus. And, and we do that for people as well because we want to remove as many impediments from them crossing the river. Does that make sense? Okay, so in this context, a musical director works in the band and you're there to serve the front person of the band, which in our context is the worship leader. That's fundamentally what you're there for. But you're there, and, and MDs work in a variety of ways. Some MDs don't work during songs. They, they work outside of the worship set in terms of they work with the band outside and that kind of thing. But for our context, and probably the most helpful thing for us, is when you have someone who's a musical director who's actually on a mic that is actually speaking to people in the band during the set. Now, how many people here are on in-ear monitors at your churches? So quite a few of you, all right? Man, things have changed, you know what I mean? Um, so obviously this is a little trickier when you, when you have wedges and you can't necessarily, you know, anybody, if you get lost on a term, just stop me, okay? When you have wedges and you can't keep that quiet, all right? But still, it's a very effective person. So what they're responsible for is they're responsible for arrangements. They're responsible for pulling the instrumentation together. They're responsible for helping the band deliver what the worship leader is leading us into. Does that make sense? Okay. And it's really important when we understand that. I think that the, the first thing I want to talk to you about is about serving the worship leader and fundamentally serving Jesus. Um, one of the things that I try to do as a, um, I mean, I'm a worship leader and a songwriter and a producer and all that kind of stuff, you know, and I work as a um, songwriter producer in the mainstream world. And uh, so because of that, you do develop a certain sense of this is what we should do, right? But when I come to MD, particularly in the place of worship, I am there to do one thing. I'm there to make sure that the worship leader can deliver what they feel they're hearing from Jesus. Does that make sense? Okay. So I bring all that. Sometimes... I might feel like I have a better idea musically, all right? Now, I will suggest that and offer that, but I'm always there at the end of the day to serve the worship leader and what they're being called to do, and fundamentally through that to serve Jesus. Does that make sense? Let me give you a good example. Okay. Um, so uh, the Legacy Conference this year, um, I knew we were recording a record. I mean, of course I do. I mean, they always tell me ahead of time. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Some of the things that come out of my mouth, I just go, did you sleep? Clearly not. Um, so, you know, I, mean, I knew we were trying to record an album, but um, I also knew, and, you know, and, and obviously Jimmy and I will talk about the, the sort of songs ahead of time, and Jimmy will be like, like, I really want to see this in the set if we can get it in, and can we, see, can we deliver this, and, you know, this kind of stuff. So I go into the set knowing that, you know, we've picked this set, and there's say, maybe song three and song four really trying to get for the recording, okay? Now, once we get into that set, though, let me tell you what I put on the back burner, is what the record label wants. Okay? Did somebody just cheer for that? Somebody's like, whoa! <laughs> Kill them all! <laughs> no, I just put that on the back burner, and then I start to go, in that case, it was Harmony and James and Hannah Toll who were leading that night, if I'm correct. I mean, we just hit a vein of something that Jesus was doing that night. You know, if you were there, you, you were there. Weren't you? Yeah, Irish people unite. I really was a little hurt today when they said a whole band of Irish people and Trey. I was like, come on, man. I've been there like 13 years. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know, proper Irish. Um, so that night, we, we went to, Harmony had a new song that we were trying to record. And we got to that moment in the set we were supposed to do it. But Harmony was in this place of hearing from Jesus. And so I'm on the mic going, Harmony, uh, we're ready when you are. And then Harmony doesn't respond. And so at that stage, I'm like, boys, you just keep rolling around that chord sequence right there. Nobody move. And I could see the drummer like, I'm going to hit the click. And that way she'll have to do it because the track's going to play. And I was like, don't you touch that click. Don't even, don't even think about it. Don't even think about it. And it was like you could feel the whole band because the band knows the expectation. All right? But let me tell you, Harmony was plugged directly into the throne room at that moment. I don't even know what she was on. She was in heaven, right? And I was just like, let's get out of her way as much as humanly possible. Something's about to happen in this room. And I'm trying to hold the band back. So I'm literally saying things like, hold the line, boys, hold the line. <laughs> I could be quite dramatic on talk back. I'll just be honest with you, okay? But in that moment, what I recognized, and, in, and the funny thing afterwards, Harmony went, Tram, so sorry, we didn't do the song. And I was like, sister, there wasn't a chance I was going to push you to that song. Because what actually happened, the, the kind of spontaneous thing that came out, broke open the floodgates. And in that moment, and this is what Harmony said to me later, she went, I don't think I could have had the courage to do it if I didn't know you were back there holding it together for me. It gave me the courage to step out on my own. And I knew, I knew you'd bring all the boys with me. Does that make sense? 
And that was when I was like, okay, that's why I do this. It's for that reason. It's to enable those moments to happen. All right? I'm not just there to make sure that someone hits the click and we play to the track. All right? And, and let me just say this, okay? Now, I'm a pop music producer, so I like tracks. I mean, I like tracks. But I like worship leaders more. And there's a power right now with having an MD where you can actually move away from tracks and you don't have people just doing worship singing instead of worship leading. Is that okay? Are you all still my friends? But I grow more and more concerned when I go to see things. And basically there's four songs and, and, and essentially what's happening is the worship leader is being led by a voice in their ear going, chorus, two, three, four. And you always know what's going to happen. It gets quiet. The guitarist is like, tap tempo. And you're like, oh, I know the tempo now. You know what I mean? And then we launch into the song and we lose that kind of flow that happens. What an MD can do is be that bridge in there in that moment to say, guys, guys, something's happening. Let's roll around this, okay? And a lot of times that means that you're calling the chords too. That means that you're, you're basically in that minute making a value judgment and going, okay, we're all on the one here. Let's go to the four. I'll come back to numbers in a second because I realize that just half of you just went, okay. Um, but it's just that kind of place where you're there to serve a wider thing. So for me, the role of the MD is less about us being professional and more about us being fluid and flexible in the presence of Jesus. Does that make sense? Now, I think it does make us more professional, but that's not the motivation. It's to make us better at managing what the Lord is saying to us in the place of worship. I wish the Lord would send me an email when I'm about to lead worship and tell me exactly what he's going to do, right? And often, and, and let me just say that, okay? Let me just make this clear. We make plans. I don't like that thing where you don't make any plans and you go, oh, the Lord will show us. I think that's irresponsible too. I think we make plans, but we hold them so lightly in our hands. And what an MD can do in that moment is an MD can help manage those transitions and make that where it doesn't, where you're keeping the audience or the listeners or the worshipers where they feel a sense of safety that this is well in hand while you're discovering what's happening. Because it is a journey of discovery sometimes. Does that make sense? Everybody still with me? Okay. And if part of it is just understanding crowd dynamics, okay? Um, and if, you're, if you've worship led in this room, you know that feeling when, when you do something that makes the crowd feel nervous. Now, there's a difference between making the crowd uncomfortable and making the crowd nervous. Follow me? Like, sometimes I want to make the crowd uncomfortable. Like, we need it to be uncomfortable. I want the crowd to step into risk. But I don't want to make the crowd nervous that I'm about to do something weird or I don't know what I'm doing. Because what that does is it, it makes them retreat back into their little, little thing. When actually what I'm trying to do is help them step into the presence. Does that make sense? And what the MD can do in those moments is help make those transitions, okay? Um, so one of the things that is really important that the MD does, and this is partly something that you may, you may look at this and go, well, this is a worship pastor role, but I think it's really important. And here's the thing, you don't need just one MD. Um, if you're like at our church, we've got, I don't know, how many people are on my worship team? Is Tori in here? Is my wife in here? Where are you? Oh, behind the pillar. <laughs> I was like, is that you, Lord? I... <laughs> what, we have 40? 48? Is it 48 on the worship team? Okay, 48 on the worship team. Um, so in that, that room, I'm looking for three or four MDs, you know, out of 48. I'm looking for quite a few, really. Partly because one of the things that they're there to do as well is they're there to help create and protect the culture of worship and what you're trying to do and the culture that you're doing it from. Does that make sense? Okay. So I'm looking, when I'm an MD on a project, like let's take the, I'm, I'll just be real practical. So if I look at something like Legacy, or um, let's talk about the NLC. I, I've MD'd at the NLC for the past few years. One of my main roles there is not just to make sure that the band works well on stage, but part of that is to try to set the culture of what we're like in, in the band when we're off stage too, okay? So what I do is I try to set an example of being encouraging, of speaking positively, of not letting it all be, like I can't, I just think cynicism is the evil that is killing us as musicians in the church being so cynical and so cool about everything. So I really try to put that to death anywhere I see it. So any cynicism starts stepping in, I just try to speak in with positivity and trying to draw it because I recognize that it shouldn't just be on the worship leader. The worship leader is carrying all that responsibility of what is the Lord saying, what is the schedule, what is the set, all this stuff. They shouldn't have to be worrying about whether the band's sitting in the back 
carping about mark, 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 mark. So part of it, the, the part of the role of the musical director is to help set the culture within your band and within your teams and your church. Because when you get these sort of leaders amongst the leaders, what they do is they set the temperature, okay? And so um, I try to, because now I'm old, you know, I'm 49. Last week, 49. And so often now I'm playing with, like this morning, I'm playing with people who are younger than my own children, you know? And I'm trying to go, how do I father these guys into the, 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 the image of Jesus? How do I father them? How do I give them something to aspire to? And it's not to be a cool, cynical musician. It's to be a father who wants to give away all that he has and to create a space where it's safe, where we're actually able to deal with emotions and hurt feelings and all that stuff, but we're always continually bringing it back to the plumb line of Jesus rather than how we feel about the worship set. Does that make sense? Okay? It's a very, very key role for musical directors. And it's one that I see developing more. The other thing that you're there to do is to protect that culture. It's to watch the stuff that's happening. All right? um, I may talk about this tomorrow. I don't know if I will or not. But if we, lo- we, we talk about you know, some of the things that we, we need, and we, we talk about a lot of times the four C's. You know, we talk about character, culture, chemistry, and competence. Um, have you guys ever heard those before? Probably, yeah, okay. And, and obviously the thing I'm looking for most is character, but if you're, if you're managing worship teams and if you're worship pastors and that sort of thing, you're probably so desperate for competence that you might sacrifice on these others sometimes. You, you know what I mean. We're like, that guy can really play, but he's a jerk. So we excuse his jerky behavior, right? See, what happens when you have an MD who's carrying your culture in that way? They protect that culture. And they're, they're the first person to be like, listen, that ain't cool, man. You know, that's not who we are. I don't know what, what's happening out there, whatever, but this isn't who we are here. This is not how we do it, you know? And it helps you where it doesn't all rest on one person, but you become a family of people, and it's like an older brother almost or an older sister in that mix to help protect that culture and to create that culture, okay? Now, a few bit more technical things. Where am I on my list? Okay, one of the things that I think is really helpful for MDs is um, working on arrangements for songs and how songs might work in a set or how songs might work in your environment or in your culture, okay? Um, how many people are here are worship leaders? Okay, sometimes people are exceptional worship leaders and terrible song arrangers, okay? It's not bad. You don't, you don't always have those, those qualities same to same. It's not a bad thing. It's not a, that's not a negative thing, okay? And often, too, if, if you're a worship leader, how many people, if you're a worship leader, would call yourself an includer? Only four of you. You guys are like, nah, man, we hate people. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm an includer, okay? And I've had to be I've had, an includer. Like you want, every, you want to try to bring as many people in and give them as much opportunity as possible, okay? No, no, I'm talking about in your team at this stage. We all want to be includers with a congregation, Okay. <laughs> I mean, or, or we've missed the point, right? Yeah, but that's a, that's a thank you for clarifying because that's exactly the question. You guys were like, you don't want to include the people with your songs? No, I'm singing to Jesus. They can watch. <laughs> it's a good question. Those are timely, my man. But like in, sometimes what happens is, and, and I see this all the time in churches, is we're so desperate to include that we end up with bands where everyone is playing all the time at full volume. How many of you have seen that before? Okay, everybody, <laughs> you got like somebody playing keys, you got somebody playing acoustic guitar poorly, you got somebody else playing an electric guitar plugged into an Ibanez LA metal distortion pedal straight to the desk, and you got a girl playing violin, you know, you got another guy over there on his flute, and you got another guy singing BVs, and they're all singing and all playing all at the same time. And it just becomes this, and you're amazed. Sometimes I go to those movies and I'm like, I'm amazed that people are worshiping Jesus because we have put a high bar for them to cover. You know, the cacophony off the stage is hard to over. It's like hard to climb over, you know, but people still do. God bless them. Crowds really want to meet Jesus, don't they? Isn't if you're amazed at that, sometimes what they'll climb over to meet with him anyway, in spite of what the noises we make up there. It's amazing, right? One of the most important things you can do as an MD is you can help determine who plays what when. And, and a lot of times I use it in this language. I go, listen, let's let the strings have their moment. Okay? And other times I'll be like, stop playing all the time. <laughs> so when you get your moment, it's actually effective. Does that make sense? Like with me for strings. Like, listen, I, as, a, as a producer, I want to throw strings on everything. 
You know, I'll be on a country record going, let's put some cello. Don't you think? I mean, it may be cool. But anyway, um, the thing is, is that I find sometimes in that place of worship, what we do is, is we have a string player. We just have them sawing away the whole set instead of actually going, look, here you go. Just hold the bass. Hold down the bass line with us. And then in this moment, we're going to create some space. And in that moment, prophetically, you are going to, to give us a line there. You're going to give us a moment there. And what you do is you're kind of directing traffic there to allow things to have their space and have their voice. Now, part of that starts in rehearsal, and part of that starts in your rehearsals, and I hope that you're having some sort of rehearsals. Yes? Yes? Okay. And again, I know we don't always get a chance to rehearse, and I don't want to like make it like it's, you know, if you're not rehearsing, this guy left over the rehearsals. That was it. He's like, I'm out. I'm not rehearsing. <laughs> Forget you guys. I'm out of the vineyard, man. <laughs> I'm not going to sing Be the Center either. I'm out. But sometimes I think, again, for me, that the rehearsal process is, again, it's just us going, I'm going to bring my best. I'm going to bring my best. I have this little thing I say to my guys. I'm like, learn your parts and have ready hearts, which (laughs) I'm a dad, so that's what happens, you know. Learn your parts and have ready hearts. Don't come up in here with your heart not prepared and don't come up in here without knowing your part. I don't mean you have to learn the part from the album, but come having listened to songs. And our worship team, I've been playing, <laughs> I've been playing longer than everyone because I'm like a million years old, but I've been playing and I've been playing as a professional musician. I've been making my income as a musician for years, but on a Saturday night where you'll find me, is if I'm playing or leading on a Sunday morning, you will find me with my guitar or the few cases when I play lead pads. <laughs> You'd need a transpose key, but I can play lead pads, all right? Um, and those night, what you will find me is you will find me learning parts and, and honing them in. And the reason why is because I want to bring my absolute best. And in that place in rehearsal, it's a great time to help people find their best to bring and to find the spots to put them in. Dynamics and arrangement are so helpful in the way that we bring people on a journey with us rather than leaving them behind, even in understanding what helps. So sometimes um, I got a lot of young, you know, uh, like, you know, youngins in my team, which is my favorite thing in the world. I love it that I got like all these kids, you know. But sometimes at our 930 service on a Sunday morning, coming in where it's like click, click, Every single instrument in the history of mankind at full volume with the biggest riff you've ever heard for 30 seconds before we even sing a song. I got all these people who just showed up having had a fight with their wife in the car and their kid pooed on them. And, and they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're just flattened. You know what I mean? And I'm going, let's just ease the people in this morning. 1130, let's crank them out because, you know, these people slept late. Let's give them something, right? But 930, ease them in. And part of it's just understanding how, from an MD's role, you're able to help create those dynamics, even where you're able to call it on the fly, because what it does is it also gives safety to the band members. One of the things that I see often in bands is I see a timidity, okay? So you see band members kind of being like, I kind of think I'm supposed to play now. I'm not sure. When you got an MD, I'm going, play, 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 you know? Or like this morning, I couldn't MD because I was leading. And also, we weren't on our in-ears. So I was saying, bless him. I got my young bucks in the back there. Here's how I do it. I just went, you, go. And um, I mean, Lomax on the keys, there was that moment. You remember that moment it got kind of chilled? And I just went, and Lomax was like, no timidity there. He's like, I've been ready for this for my whole life. All 14 years. <laughs> but I loved it in that moment because he's 18. I'm sorry. Come on. Come on. Don't you wish you had the, 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 the chops to get up and play like that when you were that age? Yeah. And, and dude, you're 16, aren't you? 16 and 18. You guys, man, I love you guys. Let's go on tour. We can have a killer time. But, but, like, but, but, but part of that is you want to give them the safe space to develop into being worship leaders in their instrument. And one of the things the MD does is do, is do, is do that. You know, so when you're in a big, big band like an NLC or something where we've got like all these, you know, there's a lot of great players up there. But, man, it's a lot to take in. We have one day to rehearse like twenty nine thousand songs. We only use four, but we rehearse like twenty nine thousand. I'm only kidding. We use more than four. But but in that place, one of the things that I need to do is I need to make sure everyone feels safe in those moments. And also I give the worship leader that little bit of safety, because even as a worship leader, you have those moments when you go. What song is this? Yeah? I mean, you saw me do it this morning. I was like, Tori, are we? Am I? Are the, what are these strings for? I had that moment where I was like, what's the next line? And you can see Tori going, 
Jesus. <laughs> yes. Jesus. It was unbelievable. But it's in those moments where the MD is so invaluable, okay? So a lot of times what I find is that I'll find we're in one of those transition moments. And I know the worship leader can't find the key. In their head, they're going, oh, it's the opening key. I'm trying so hard. And it's like this kind of powerful moment. And I'll often just gently sing that first line right down the line. Jesus, Jesus. And they'll be like, found my note. Jesus, Jesus. And it just helps them feel safe and it removes their timidity too. Does that make sense? I love it with guitarists, okay? Um, we, uh, I mean, I've been in those movements where you, the guitarists are just playing all over everything, like 80s spandex stuff. I mean, I think we've kind of gotten over that now, haven't we? You know? But there are moments where you just need something to happen. How many of you have seen um, a couple years ago at NLC when Sam, Sam did that song? Which song of Sam's was it? It was um, Come to Jesus, I think. Was it Look to Jesus? Yeah. One of Sam's songs, I mean, and dude, it was insane. And in that moment, it was just like we reached this point and Sam looked back at me and I just went, Mark, Mark, Mark. And Mark just something fell out of his fingers and his guitar that just like unleashed something. I mean, if you, you know what, it's funny watching on YouTube because I didn't even know it was out there, you know, because I don't really enjoy watching myself going, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, it was funny. Some of the comments on it from around the world of people going, you know, as the guitarist played, something got unlocked in me and you, and you just go, you want to be able to that person who can direct traffic at that moment and go, all signals off except for Mark. Now, give us what the Lord is saying through those strings. You got six strings and ten fingers. Well, with Mark, it feels like he's got 20, but you know what I mean. Um, just what do, you, what, do you, what do you have to say from the Lord in that moment? And the musical director sometimes can give that space and safety for that to happen. Does that make sense? Okay. And also it's that place that, you know, in the rehearsal space, it enables you to... Um, to, to sort of look at your instruments together, to, to sit down with two or three people. A lot of times I'm sitting down with the rhythm section, okay? Um, I'm obsessed with how the drums and the bass work together. And um, I cannot tell you how many bands that come to me who have gotten to me and are ready and have like a record label behind them who don't know how the bass sits with the kick. I, I'm stunned at that. But that's like a classic musical director thing to sit down and just go, see when that kick does that? That's when you play your note, generally. It's not always the rule, but, but the way you're just playing everything and the kick's doing this, that does not sound good, <laughs> you know? But it's in those moments there, or, or, maybe, or maybe you're going, look how you keep playing with the kick. Actually, we need you to play some wild stuff instead and break something free. But it's just that you're able to work on sections and segments, and you're able to work with instruments, and you're able to work with people. Now, here's the deal. You're making them better at their craft, but here's the other thing, is you're actually, that's, that's your moment to kind of mother and father people and to give them that confidence in what the Lord has brought them to do. Don't you want your musicians to get better and better and better? And don't you want it to be more where they don't have to think about what they're doing? Like they think about it hard, but then when they step into the space where we're doing it, that we're not thinking about it, but that actually what we're doing in that moment is the overflow of what we've prepared our hearts and our parts for just flows out. And then as an MD, you really have a chance to make that happen. Okay, um, yeah, so that kind of leads in the next thing. An MD is definitely a coach. And, and as a coach, sometimes it doesn't mean that you, um, as, you know, for me as an MD, I typically, when I'm MDing, I'm playing um, guitar. And um, even though what I like to do is I like to play, you know, all my cool licks, um, as an MD, what I try to do is I try to think about, um, this only makes sense to a certain generation, I try to play guitar like Tom Petty, you know? I try to just hold that song right down to the ground. And, and, and my job is to provide room for the other people to do the stuff that brings the, the flavor and, the, and the, the, the kind of topping to the cappuccino that we're trying to create. You know what I mean? I don't want to just bring an instant black coffee. I want to bring a proper cappuccino that's been really well prepared all the way through, right? And so sometimes for me, what I am is I am the black espresso at the bottom, just holding that thing down because I'm a coach. And the coach, doesn't, the coach isn't the star player. The coach isn't running. The coach isn't doing that stuff. The coach is, in a way, standing back and making a space for everyone to play their parts and to do what they do well and creating a safe space for them to do it. Because fundamentally, what I want from everyone that I work with in every band, whether I'm their worship pastor or I'm just, just the MD, I want them to realize their destiny in Jesus with their instrument in their hands. And, and I just want them to, I want something to happen. And, and, I, and I'm going to tell you my long-term dream in that. My long-term dream is that something happens with us. Like, 
I think Harmony called it out a little bit this morning where, you know, last night there was like this kind of instrumental interlude and it was just something was happening. You know, it was, you know, and, and like in those moments, I think we're, we're like toying with the edge of a sound that we have not yet heard. And I want to create the space that we can find that sound because I don't think that what we need is a better Christian version of what we hear on the radio. I think we just need better songs than on the radio. Does that make sense? I think we need a sound that we haven't heard yet. And there's something about when you coach in that space that you're, you're helping your players find that extra gear where they do something that you could never have done yourself and you couldn't have believed was possible, but you're creating the foundation for them to do it from. Okay? Another thing that you do in that space is you are a cheerleader. Um, people often, uh, uh, do, um, do you guys know um, uh, Jay Pathak? Okay, he's a good guy, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, I, I know him. I, that wasn't like a question. <laughs> that was more like, he's a good guy. Yeah. Um, so it's really funny because I've done a couple things with Jay lately. And the first time that Jay was at a conference, I was MD. And Jay said to me, Jay came up afterwards and he goes, man, he goes, I was watching you and I was loving watching you. And he goes, but then I started to really feel sorry for you because I was like, man, that guy's trying to sing. And they've got his mic turned. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, he's so passionate. And like, he's like, and then I even noticed that like in some of the songs when no one was singing, you were singing. <laughs> and then he finally, the penny dropped and he went, you were talking to the band. And I was like, Yes, I was talking to the band. And I saw him, I saw him, I saw him, I, saw him, I think at NLC or Legacy One. I, he was like, I see they still got your mic turned out. <laughs> but in those moments, people often ask me, what are you saying on the mic? You know, people are like, are you telling funny jokes? And I mean, from time to time. But a lot of what I do is I'm cheering people on. You know, like when the worship leader is stepping out in the risk zone, sometimes I'll be like, you got this. Come on, Harmony, go, 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 go. You got it. Just to go, come on. Come on, run for the fences, Harmony, you know? And, and, and same with instruments, you know? So like sometimes I'm just like, drums, 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 come on! And in that moment, it gives them the permission to not just go, ooh, it's just like they step into it, you know, because they know that I'm speaking for all of us and saying, you have something for us. Come on, man, let's go, let's go, let's go. And that cheerleading thing is so powerful. It's so powerful. And, um, and also, I mean, <laughs> I do a lot of dumb stuff, but... Like, usually, I mean, if you've ever played in a band where I've MD'd, you'll know about this stuff. But I often will start, like, particularly the final night or the final set or whatever. I always, do, I always get super Churchill on everybody, you know? Like, you know, they'll, they'll be up there and it'll be like that kind of moment as the countdown's going and the speaker's looking back. You guys all ready? You guys ready? And we're like, yeah, we're standing here with instruments. Of course we're ready. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm in the mic going, once more into the fray we go. Let us set our eyes like steel and arm ourselves for a battle. Here we, you know, and it's like in those moments, it's like we all look at each other and I look at the women and men that I've, I've gotten the privilege of being with there. And it's like we, we look at each other like a, a family and we go, we are about to go and storm the gates of hell. And we're taking all these people with us. And something else happens from the first note. Do you know those worship times where you stand up and you hit that chord and it falls? When you coach and you cheerlead right, you, you help provide the, the fertile ground for that to grow, okay? And there's just something that happens when we allow people that safe space within it to do it. Okay, how are we doing on time? Eh, we're doing okay. I'm going to talk about a couple of super technical things, and hopefully I don't lose you. Um, let's talk about the number system really quickly. This is a very effective tool for being an MD. How many of you use number system, national numbers? Okay, so about half of you. So really quick, let me just show you what that means. Some of you may hear people yelling numbers in your worship sets. And some, <laughs> this is awesome. I mean, brother. So we, we were playing together and I'm yelling numbers at everyone in the band. And this guy is just literally looking at me like, sure, man, whatever you say. <laughs> Not a clue. Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna show you. Let's we'll use we'll use the key of G just for kicks, okay? And, and this isn't meant to be a exhaustive study in this. It's just to try to give you a primer because you can go and learn this on your own. You learned it that night and came back the next day as a proper session musician overnight. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, we're going to do that in a second. So you, you, basically what you have here is you have these, like, so if in the key of G, all right? Um, and, and again, this is stuff that, like, just like, and I'll say this as gently as I can, but just learn your craft, all right? So it, put, put the time in. It doesn't take more than a little while a day to, to learn this stuff, okay? So if we're in the key of G, we have one, one sharp. We have one sharp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. All right, okay. All right, so we're going to start here. So this is one, two, three, four, five, six, and our seven, okay? Now, also, we know in the key of G these certain things. The two and the three here, these are minors, okay? And the six is minor, all right? Now, that's true across the number system. So let me show you what that looks like. Let me grab a guitar back here. Okay, so now we're playing in, um, we're going to play in, well, we'll do it first in G. So now we're playing in G, okay? So most worship songs follow the same form. Actually, most songs, most pop songs follow the same form. So there's a one, okay? And then you're, you, unless you're just like, you know, unless you're like, you know, you're probably going to go to a four or a five, right? Does everybody follow that? I mean, you know, if you're here, you probably figure that one out, right? right? And then the other thing you might do is have a six in there, right? Or the E minor, okay? Now, that's true in most songs, all right? Every now and then you may have a two, okay? But we're still sitting in the key of G. Here's the problem. Let's say that you decide you're going to play in B, all right? So let's say the worship leader, though, because, you know, who wants to play in B, you know? So the worship leader says, I'm going to play in B, all right? Now, you're the MD. you got the keyboard player playing in B. you got the worship leader playing in B, but using G shapes, all right? And maybe as the guitarist, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm playing an alternate tuning, okay? So I may be flat, sorry. <laughs> Here we move to B. <laughs> Isn't this an awesome seminar? Learn your craft. You learn your craft, fool. Right. <laughs> I can't, I'm just standing here going, you play an F? No, whatever. Okay. Um, all right. So, um, so in that moment, it's it, it, like for me in those, when, when, you, when you're an MD, you've got to be able to call the chord and you can't say all four chords at once. You know, you can't go, you know, it's, it's B for you. It's G for you. It's, you know, whatever for everyone else. So when everyone learns the number system, then it's really simple because you're just literally calling out, you're just calling out your numbers. And everyone knows whatever shape they're playing in, whatever, whatever, I mean, they're all playing in the same key, but whatever sort of setup they're playing in, they know to go to that number of their, in the numbers, okay? And so the way that you learn this is you just roll it straight down the list, okay? Put in your F sharp, put in an F, put in an A, and then just follow up the alphabet and do the numbers. But here's what you'll learn really quickly. Most songs are some sort of combination of like, like a six, four, a one, then a five, then a six, and a four, and a one. All right? And then you learn little things as well, like a one, like a one over three. You know what? Like, you know, you, you add like the three in. So like for us, the three is the B note there in the G. So that's just a G over B, you know? And, it's, and, and again, the way that, you, the way that the, learning these skills, it just enables your bands to work together much more quickly. And it means that at rehearsals, particularly for, and, and, I, and I say this with love, but it, you know, for a lot of our, if you're a keyboard worship leader, you're completely exempted from this because I know you guys like playing F sharp all the time, which as we all know is the key of the devil. But um, <laughs> only because like as a hack keyboard player, if I see F sharp, I just quit and go home. I'm like, I'm not playing lead pads tonight. There will be no ministry time. Sorry. But, um, uh, but like as a, as a, you know, as a, as a, for a lot of worship leaders who a lot of people are, you know, women and, women and men are leading from acoustic guitars. Um, it's very difficult for them to, to, to even know what they're playing. I mean, like, a great example is me going, we're in G. I mean, B. I mean, B flat. Now we're in G. You know, it's sort of, so it's so helpful when they learn the number system because they can simply call the numbers. You know? And so like, um, even with the guys this morning, what was I playing in? I was playing at E, wasn't I? So, um, you know, so for this morning when I was... Mm-mm-mm-mm. So that song, that, that Sing from the Rooftops thing, which only got written yesterday, okay? I will sing from the rooftops that you always fight fight for me. You can see I wrote it yesterday because I can't. Cat, Cat Brown and um, Helen wrote that with me. But sing from the rooftops that you always fight for me. Instead of me, I was just able to go, guys, it's just a, you know, a four, a one, 
six, and a five, and the band just falls straight in, and then you've got that, okay? It also means that in the heat of battle, um, as long as I know what key we're in, I can call what's happening, you know? Because once you've done this long enough, you, you know where, you, you know, like I don't mind, it doesn't mind what key it is. I can tell when you're playing a four in the key. Does that make sense? It enables me. So even when I'm just watching the worship leader's back, because a lot of times I'm trying to be tucked at the back of the stage so it doesn't look like I'm trying to sing my own song, right? And what I'm doing is I'm just sensing where it is. I'm like, oh, he's four, 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 you know? And then, you know, and I can like, okay, well, sit on it, sit on it, sit on it. Okay, six, you know? And we can do that. So learn the number system. It's not hard. Um, if you thought it's hard, it's really not. You can learn it overnight. And, and, um, and to be fair, so much of the stuff that we do is in B flat or B anyway. Um, you know, learn, it's, it's important to learn all the stuff and all the keys and everything. But in terms of being an MD, you're, you're going to have to learn numbers at some stage. So go ahead and bite the bullet and learn it. And then the other thing I would point out from a technical standpoint um, is the power of having the, the technical tools that you need. Now, um, you don't all have to go out and buy an iPad, but I just want to show you how I do a lot of things, okay? So we use a program called OnSong. Um, how many people use OnSong or something similar? Okay. Um, we're, we're shifting. We're trying to shift a music stand right now to link it up with Planning Center. So there, but it doesn't really matter what the program is that you use, okay? And it doesn't matter if you're... How many people like still print out chord sheets? How many people at their church have a license to print out chord sheets? Okay, <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, 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 went, that went bad quickly, did it? Okay, but, but um, the thing is, is that even in that, you can still do the same thing that I'm about to show you here. So this is a MD sheet for me, okay? Um, this is the song, All Hail King Jesus. All Hail King Jesus. You guys know that song, right? Okay, all right. What you'll see here is you will see that I've written right here at the top, okay? So in this, um, with this, this iPad, I can write on the screen, okay? So... Well, I guess you could write on the screen, but then you won't scroll. You'll always have to be there for the rest of your life. But anyway, um, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It works one time. <laughs> but so for this sake, this was with, um, who was singing this? Often we'll write down who it was. So if I have to lead for them or play with them again, I can remember. I think this is James Toll. James Toll. Yeah, it's B. James is a B-boy. Um, high singer, you know, glorious voice. You heard, James, you heard the Legacy record? James is it's great stuff on there. He's got a great song, too. Should check out that song that he's written on that record. Okay, um, so James is doing this song. It's in B, and um, I'm, I've got the numbers written there because I'm transposing on the fly. Because I'm, I'm not. I'm actually. I was actually playing in a different. I was. I wasn't playing in 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 the, the G shapes. I was playing in a different thing. So I've got the numbers there because I'm transposing on the fly. All right. And and my problem is that if I see the chord on the page and I'm not thinking, I I will just throw the chord into the song, and that has brought some super jazz moments. Um, <laughs> you get the worship leader looking at you and you're like, it's jazz, turn around. You're supposed to focus on Jesus anyway. Don't listen to me. <laughs> Just kidding. I try to avoid that. All right, all my numbers are written there, but here's what you've got. You'll see here is that this turnaround, I've got the normal arrangement doesn't do this, but we've got sit on the one. So I know that I need to warn the band. Everybody sit on the one because we're going to be and I'm like, sit on the one, sit on the one, sit on the one, which means sit on the B or G or whatever shape you're playing, but the one of that particular key. Then I've got here. We come out of that minor course, and I'm like, we're doing a major course right there, so I've got my note written there. I've got these, this G, and, a, and this, well, this is a one and a one over three, where we're doing the stabs, you know that, what is that? You know, you guys know. Let every knee come bow before the king. Let every tongue confess that he is. Boom, boom, lift up your, and that, that helps me know to call, all right, stabs coming up, stabs coming up, let's go, let's go, let's stab, stab. And then the drummer's like, oh, okay. And the drummer's like, duh, 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 duh. And everyone is doing everything at full force right off the top, okay? And then it comes down here, and you can put, you, can, you can't read, and then it has tray count, because at that point, we, we were holding, and it was just quiet. And then I would count the worship leader back in. Two, three, four. And they come, all hail King Jesus. And then after that, I'm like then major and to turn around and bridge with drums only. So this is all the way down. And then at the end, I've got it circled four, five, six, three, because we were using that turnaround for ministry. And, and James was like, I think I have something prophetic. And I was like, I will give you a chord backing. So I have my notes of what I want the band to play there. Okay. This is what all my song lists look like. Now, I'm happy 
as long as I know the key, I don't really have to have the chords as a guitarist. I can kind of play whatever. But the reason I do this is because I want to keep everybody safe on that stage. <laughs> Sound like a, I don't want any health and safety problems. I don't want an accident. I don't want someone to fall over. You know. But what I do is I want to give everyone the chance for us to be full bore at every moment. So even if we're doing, going into like a huge false build, I want everyone to know we're going to build it up huge and then we're going to drop the dynamics like you're dropping it like from a house. It's going to be completely quiet rather than those builds where half the band stops and the other half doesn't. And you lose the whole point of doing, having done it anyway. Does that make sense? Okay. And now, how does that arrangement happen? First, during rehearsals, I take notes. I stay on top of it. I just stay on top of every song. And then... Typically, the minute rehearsal's over, I let the worship leader drink water, and then I go, come to me. And I sit down with them, and I go, let's just, I want to walk you through, let's just walk through this one more time. And I typically, again, if I can, usually when we have a dinner break or, you know, there's usually some meal break between sound check and the performance time or whatever. I usually at that moment, sorry, I can see you guys go, worship, you know what I mean. Um, in, that, in that break time, what I do is I take that moment again to sit down with them and go, let's go over it one last time. Why? Because I want to serve you in taking us all to Zion tonight. Does that make sense? Okay. So you don't have to use on song. You don't need an iPad. Um, you don't have to be all that stuff. You can do it with a pen and paper. But let me tell you what it does take is it takes putting in the graph to do it. It takes putting in the graft on learning some theory. But really what it takes is putting in the graft on actually taking your time in rehearsals to prepare yourself. And here's why you do it. You do it so that everyone else can bring their best as, as at ease as possible. I want everyone I play with to step out into risk with Jesus during worship time. But I don't want that risk to be that they don't know exactly what's happening in the song. I want that risk to be that I'm going to step out prophetically on my instrument. Does that make sense? Okay, we've got a few minutes left for any questions. What can I answer for you, or what can I tell you I don't know, too? Oh, goodness, hands everywhere. All right, you were first, brother. Hit me up. Yes, sometimes, okay? And, and it just depends on the, the level of the stage. And again, I, I don't want to, and if you're here from a church where you don't have in-ears or talkbacks, it's okay. You can still designate someone in your bands to be an MD who can do it with hand signals, but it, it, it just releases the worship leader a little bit, okay? So <clears throat> my favorite is when the worship leader can step on a switch and talk to me or talk to the band, and, we, and it depends. Some worship leaders only want to talk to me. Other worship leaders want to talk to the whole band. But typically, that's, that's much more rare than you think because the idea that you're going to talk while you're leading worship to the band, everyone thinks they're going to do it, until you're up in front of a bunch of people doing it, and then you're like, I really want to tell the band something. I'm like, well, just step on the switch, man. And they're like, but I'll lose the power of worship. I don't know. You know, it's just that you, you, you all know. You know, it's just, it is, it's, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're trying to hold a lot of things together. It's like a bunch of plates in the air, and I'm trying to take as many plates off of you as I can as your MD, right? So a lot of times that'll just be something like where um, Dave, Dave has one which he's finally started to use. He used to keep it up there for years and never touch it. And I'd be like, every night I'd be like, think you might use that switch tonight, Dave? And he'd just look at me and I'd be like, you can't talk back. <laughs> but the beauty of that is that in those moments where he can go, hey, hey, can just everybody pull out, everybody pull out. And it's just that moment where I can't read his mind or, or Harmony's mind or whoever's I'm leaning for, Catherine or whoever, you know. Um, if I can't read their mind, it's helpful because they can just give me that. And, and you don't have to get a custom box. I think DOD makes one that's about 50 pounds that has two outputs, and it's just a simple switch. Some of that stuff's super simple, you know. Someone just used two mics. Yeah, or just use two mics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, uh, Dude, I love this. Or just put up two mics. <laughs> one for you and one for the band. It's a little bit easier because, yeah, you, you, you just want to make sure we had a problem for a while with a sound guy at our church who could not remember to turn off my MD mic. And so we used to come up and we'd be, I mean, there'd be like 800 people in there, you know? And he'd be starting, I'd be like, all right, let's go. And I'd hear it go across the whole room. And everyone would be like, I'm ready. People would jump up. And I'd be like, I mean, it was, it was terrible. I just, I started going up and going, just to hear if I heard myself in the house, you know? Okay, uh, another question here. Yeah. I do. Sometimes the BVs say, turn me down. And then I go to the monitor guy and go, turn me right back up. And, and, and here's the only reason why. Part of that is you've got to honor the role that you have, okay? 
Am I tempted to make jokes all the time? You've, you've only, those of you who've only just met me from last night today, clearly you know that's true. But I keep myself in check because what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to let, to, to let the band know essential stuff, all right? Now, I do encourage them and cheer them on, and nobody minds that. But usually the reason people turn the MD mic down is because the MD won't shut up. You know, it's just sitting there going, I really like your jeans. All right, this song, I mean, do you think even Jesus likes it anymore? All that kind of stuff. It's like, it's like I get it. It's funny, <laughs> but it ain't your job to be a comedian. You know, it's your job to be an MD, right? And it's funny to be funny on the MD mic. It is. But, but fundamentally, once, we, once we're up there doing business, you know, with the Lord and with the people, then I, 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 everybody needs to hear what I'm saying. Because, I, every, you know, BVs are an instrument. BVs are one of the most powerful instruments. If you don't know that, you should come to Tory's seminar next. Ah! It's a weapon of warfare. And, and for me, sometimes I'm like, BVs, 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 because I want the BVs to do something. I want them to just find another gear. And so, yes, I want them in. Okay. You, I think you were first back there. And you're not on in-ears? Okay. Number one, find someone in your band who is just has it, you know, just has that musicality, right? Just knows when it's not, when a song's not working and knows when a song's working. I don't know how else to say it, all right? That is a craft. It's not like a gift from heaven. It, people are some more gifted than others, yes, but everyone can learn that craft, okay? And, and for most things, friends, we, we've mistaken crafting for gifting far too often in our movement, and in all Christianity, we, we need more crafting because craft is a practice and a work. And it's actually, if, if, we are, if we do have a gift, what we're doing is we're honoring the gift by becoming craftsmen or craftswomen in addition to the gift. Does that make sense? Okay, all right. You all still like me, mostly. doesn't matter. I'll be in Northern Ireland tomorrow. Anyway, um, for you guys, what I would say is find that guy or that girl, okay? Maybe it's a girl who plays bass, right? And she's just, she just knows what's supposed to happen. And she's just like, shouldn't we go to the four? And you're like, yeah, we should be going to the four. Identify her and then give her some authority in that place, okay? So what you're going to say is like, listen, you know, tonight um, Tamika is going to be on the bass and she's going to be running the band, all right? So basically she's listening to you as you're running the rehearsal and she's making her notes and stuff and then she's like, and then if she's hearing something wrong, all right? Because worship leaders, because they're nervous as, as well, they'll, once they rehearse a song and it's barely there, they'll be like, okay, let's move on. And I'll be like, can we just stop and go through the chords and the chorus because everyone is playing something different right? That's her role, okay? So she may be more powerful in rehearsals than she is live, but live, she can just do stuff like, I mean, dude, I'm terrible. I'll yell numbers across the stage in the middle of a set, you know, if I'm, if I'm not on a BV, I'm on, a, on an MD mic, because I don't think that the crowd gets upset when I walk in the drum booth and go, one, two, three. I think they lose it when we have a train wreck, but I think they actually, actually, actually with me walking around the stage and talking, like going, People actually go with it more. I, it, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Does it make sense? So give her that. Let her, in my mind, there's a girl called Tamika who is just killing on the base at your church. You let Tamika, let Tamika be her, man. <laughs> let her go. But I mean, I think that just because you're not on an ears, that doesn't need to stop you from having her as an MD. And here's the deal. You probably will at some stage move to ears, you know? Um, whether you do or not, I mean, listen, there's, it's nothing more holy about it being in ears. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like in y'all's lap, aren't I? Yeah, there's nothing, more, there's nothing better about being on in ears or not. It's just about empowering them. And here's the other thing you're doing is you're raising up a leader. She may not be a worship leader, but she's a leader of worshipers. Does that make sense? And we need more of those. There's a lot resting on our worship leader's shoulders already, right? So we all need to lead from in our place there. And some people are meant to lead among the leaders, okay? Who else? Right here, yes. Oh, what do, what, if you're a band member and you're going back. Okay, well, yeah, that's tricky. Huh? Um, just go back and say, I heard from the Lord. <laughs> and also Trey. No. <laughs> just, I think, um, I think a lot of times it's just, it, it, in, that, in that stage, I think Harmony was great today where she said, you know, sometimes we're afraid of those crucial conversations, aren't we? And I think sometimes it's good to just sit down and just go, look, I, I love what we're doing here. This isn't me being negative. I, I love what we do here. I just, what if we tried this? You know, and I don't, I don't, you know, there's a lot of insecurity in our 
career or whatever we call it, what we do. There's a lot of insecurity. In fact, most of us probably got into it because there's some insecurity. And we can just, so is everybody okay with that? All right, let's just accept that, okay? The, the more that we grasp those nettles and just go, look, we're, we're going to move past our insecurities because it's something greater at stake, you know? And I think it's just coming gently and coming humbly on your back foot on it. But, 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 but you know, come, come prepared and go, look, this is what it could look like. And even say, what if we tried it? You know, what, I'll, I'll, what if I, I'll, I'm happy to, to, to put some work into this, you know? You know, pretty much, listen, most worship leaders, if you'll come and take a load off of them, they'd be all over it. You know what I mean? Other questions? Yes. Or the band doesn't know? Well, yeah, the question was, what do you do as an MD when the worship leader goes to a song that you don't know or the band doesn't know? That happens all the time. So what I do in those moments is I, I listen. <laughs> I listen for the progression really quickly, you know? And a lot of times, I'll just, sometimes what I'll do is, because a lot of times there's what happens. The worship leader will start on their piano or their whatever, you know? I guess most people would lead from a guitar or piano, right? Anyone leading from something else in this room? On the drums. Dude, that's awesome. It's a little hard to find the key. <laughs> but I was hoping somebody would be like accordion, you know? Somebody's like, <laughs> I don't know. So in those moments, a lot of times, here's what happens. Often when a worship leader starts a song on their own, they don't want the band to jump in. And the band almost always jumps in before the band's ready to jump in. And sometimes for me, it's like, hold your horses. Let, let, let her get around it one time. And then I can discover it. And because, you know, the, the, listen, here's the thing. Trust me, the, the more you do it, the, the quicker you'll be at picking up what's happening. OK, it just becomes second nature. All, all the people who've done this stuff before, you're going, yeah, you'll figure it out. But in those moments, what I do is I usually let the song, because typically when a worship leader is trying something they weren't prepared for, it's quite an intimate moment. And you almost want to give it the sparseness that it needs. And it also gives you a second to learn the song. You know, so sometimes I'm like, oh, well, that's just a one, six, four there. You know, we're, we're all over this. And then I'll be like, all right. And I'll be like, okay, we're going to come in. We're going to come in. And if the worship leader does that, that kind of, you know, shakes their body, then I'm like, everybody stay out, stay out, stay out. <laughs> Sometimes the hardest thing is getting the band to stop. Sometimes I'll be like, okay, everybody drop out. The pad player just wants to stay in forever. I'll keep playing. Please drop out pads. I'll just keep one note going. <laughs> Everyone stop. So sometimes I'm like, literally, dudes, just the voices, just the voices. Not you, BVs, the people voice. You know what I mean? You have to, but it's in those moments. It's like sometimes I feel like that it's harder. <laughs> you've, you've all been there. You all have felt my pain. It's literally in those moments. It's like letting it have the sparse moment. And in that sparse moment, not only does the band get a chance to learn the song, and you need to call the chords as quickly as possible. So in a moment like that, even when we've been playing together for a while, I will call every chord until we're super solid following the worship leader. And then if the worship leader's starting to move and, you know, they, you know, you can read the body language, you know. Some people have signals, you know, the old lift one leg, whatever. If you saw me today, I have one signal. I lift the head stuck on my guitar for everything. Speed up, slow down, <laughs> get louder, new song, everybody stop, just the voices, guitar solo, all the same movement, right? But you begin to learn that body language. And in that moment, when they start to pick it up, I'm like, all right, let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. Let's pick it up. And, and I'll keep yelling the chords so that we're with them. Does that make sense? Yeah. But listen, don't be so afraid of silence. Sometimes one of the things I help people do is I go, let's just let the people sing. I mean, you, you cannot imagine. The thing I said the most this year, oh, this has been recorded. I don't care. The thing I said the most in the mic this year at NLC, everybody stop, let the people sing, let the people sing, let the people sing, let the people sing, let the people sing. You know those moments, if you're at NLC, there were some moments where it was just, whoo, and, and the band desperately wants to play because they want to get involved, but I was like, let's hold the line, hold the line, hold the line, let them sing, okay? We, the, the MD is good, at, at, at it's an important part of your role is to keep those moments precious, okay? One last one and then we're done. In the back. Yeah, well, part of, one of the best things that an MD does is make better musicians, okay? That's why I talked about the kind of coaching role and the cheering on role. Um, like, it's, it's uh, I, I've been, we, 
we're, we're thinking about doing it. I think Jimmy's going to release some MD tracks of me at NLC or Legacy or something like that, just so you hear what I'm saying. And sometimes it'd be helpful to hear night one versus night three. Night one, I'm talking through everything. Night three, I'm barely talking, except to say, watch that turnaround. Because by that point, everyone's safe. The crowd is safe, and the worship leader is in their place. And I'm just there to make sure nothing falls apart, okay? Um, it, it can, you, I, think that, I think you've hit a really key thing where you can keep bands back, but typically your role is there to release bands. So as long as you've got that at your core and you're not there trying to go, everybody do what I say. I mean, if, if you are looking for MDs, do not pick that person who's trying to run everybody's life, okay? You don't want an authoritarian, all right? You want someone who, you want, a, you want a mother or a father back there if you can get them. Even sometimes teenagers know how to do it. Like we got this kid, strong man, who plays bass. And, I mean, how old is strong man, 18? 19, he's just such a, like he's such a great MD. He's just trying to make everybody better. And he's only 19, I just love it. What's he going to be like at my age, 49? Just a musical Methuselah, you know? But I just love that because he, he's the same way. Like he'll talk as much as he needs to, but then as it starts happening, he just disappears until we need him again. And I love that. I love that. So you guys, I mean, like most of the stuff we do, you know where it comes down to? It doesn't come down to what you plan or all that junk. It comes down to right here, doesn't it? It's our heart attitudes. And if we bring the right heart to it and we're just determined to protect and create that culture, then also what we do is we, we, we don't just create good worship sets. We create good people of Jesus. Because the thing I want the most for every band I work with and every worship team that I lead and all that is I, I want to be great musicians. And I want us to have great worship times and all that. But most of all, I want them to be amazing women and men of Jesus. That's what I care about the most. And if we get that one right, then a lot of other stuff falls into play. All right, thanks for coming. The Lord bless you. If you have other questions that I didn't answer, come ask me. God bless you.